Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Drag up that diesel. This is the Pig Pen Podcast. I'm your host, Denton Day, at Denton underscore Day on Twitter. The bye week is over. And we officially have some Redskins football this week. I'm not going to lie. I did kind of miss watching the team a little bit this past weekend. But I was also at a wedding, so I don't know if I would have been able to watch them at all. Um, But we are back. We're taking on the Jets. We are going to preview a little bit of that matchup and how how I anticipate that Dwayne Haskins is going to perform and some realistic expectations against this Jets team. It's going to be crucial for the Redskins moving forward, and I'm talking the foreseeable future, not just the present this year. The foreseeable future is going to be heavily impacted by the performance of the offense against the Jets today. But if it's your first time listening, be sure to subscribe to the Hogshaven podcast feed wherever it is that you get your podcasts. We are there, and if you're not a member already of Hogshaven.com, be sure to go over there and join. All right, so we are going to start with this Colin Kaepernick stuff, we're just going to get this out of the way really, really quickly. Um, I know a couple people last week after the uh, Bill Callahan is a saboteur podcast, a couple people said that maybe Bill Callahan is just a company man for Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder. Well, he proved this week that he is anything but the company man when he said, no, why would the Redskins go to Colin Kaepernick's workout? We have three quarterbacks. And then like 20 minutes later, the organization said, yeah, we're going to send a representative out to Colin Kaepernick's workout. So real big swing and miss there by Bill Callahan, who seems to be just as lost as all of us when it comes to how the organization handles literally anything. Uh, As far as actual going to Colin Kaepernick's workout and how that will play out, we didn't sign him last year when we had much more of a need at the quarterback position, so I wouldn't necessarily worry about signing Colin Kaepernick this season. It just seems like it'll be more unlikely than anything else. I guess you just kind of have to go there to to be represented there, but the Redskins kind of have their future at quarterback, at least we hope, with Dwayne Haskins, so there's not really a need to go out there and go after Colin Kaepernick. I just did think that it was kind of funny that Bill Callahan was so wickedly off from what the organization was actually planning on doing, which kind of showcases how they don't tell their head coaches anything. Is that a good thing? Absolutely not. It's not a good thing. That's a terrible sign by an organization, but 
we already kind of knew that. But we do have the the Jets game coming up this weekend, and this is going to be a huge game. Dwayne Haskins is going to be the starter for the rest of the season. That has been announced. That is the plan. And barring any injury, that is what we are going to get. So we saw him play last week against the Bills. I thought he played fine. Not last week, two weeks ago against the Bills. I thought he played fine. The Bills' defense is one of the better defenses the Redskins are going to play throughout the entire season. So it wasn't the the greatest time to make your first real start, but all things considered, I thought he had a successful game against Buffalo. He certainly isn't Daniel Jones dropping the ball every 20 seconds, so that is a big plus in that regard. But this this week is going to be a little bit more different. He's now had a full two weeks to prepare. The, the offense has now had a full two weeks to ideally be sculpted around his strengths, because it did feel like a little bit in the Bills game and literally every other time he had played this year that he was just kind of thrust into the position and they didn't really take the time uh, to sculpt the offense to what Dwayne Haskins can actually do. But now that we've had two weeks, I'm expecting a much better performance and kind of a much more explosive performance. I'm looking at this game plan here, and if I were to make a game plan, A, B, C, and D on that game plan would be to get Terry McLaurin the damn football. I mean, we've been we've been talking about this for weeks I don't know if anyone's going to have a problem with that being number or letter A, B, C, and D on the game plan. Get that kid the football. One of the reasons that we thought that we drafted him, and we, we scored on the Terry McLaurin thing, but we thought that drafting him and Dwayne Haskins was going to be great for chemistry. It's time with two full weeks of practice that we see that sort of chemistry that we thought they had from college. Let's have that make its way to the NFL level against the New York Jets. This is going to be a contrast of styles from how Bill Callahan seems to like to run his football team because we know he is old school, he loves to run the football, and he is a guy that has said multiple times, the more you run the football, the better chance you have to win. Now, that is much more of a 1970s mentality than a damn near 2020 mentality, but when you look at this Jets defense, they're really good against the run. So that's going to be kind of difficult here from from a natural Bill Callahan perspective who loves to run the football. But one thing this team absolutely needs to avoid in this game, I know you you want to get the run going, but you can't focus too much on the run and then put this rookie quarterback in consistent third and longs where he has to make a play because the Jets are going to bring some form of pressure. I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. This isn't rocket science. You're going to pressure the rookie quarterback. The Redskins' offensive line certainly hasn't been terrible. Uh, I think they've actually been better than I would have anticipated without Trent Williams there. Uh, But if you consistently bring pressure at some point, that is going to break. You cannot put this rookie quarterback in consistent third and longs because you are trying too hard to run against a team that is going to, for all intents and purposes, probably going to be able to stop the run a little bit. So don't don't sell out on this run uh, and don't run the ball 80,000 times if you're the Redskins. Get Dwayne Haskins comfortable. Yes, you do have to run the football. I'm not saying you should run 10 times. And if it doesn't work, just give up on it because that's something that has plagued the team for decades, I guess. I mean, really, I guess since the Clinton Portis era, I guess he was maybe the last, or I, if you really want to say the the one RG3 Alfred Morris era, but the Redskins have had issues running the football and, and doing it consistently and not varying the amount of running it 30 times and losing and running it 10 times and, and still losing. So you want to get the run going, but you can't stress it so much to the point where you're putting Dwayne Haskins in tough positions to make plays because he needs to get in some form of rhythm here. And on the contrary, while the Jets' defense is great at stopping the run, they're the seventh worst defense in terms of passing yardage per game. So this is a this is a game where Dwayne Haskins should, in theory, 
have his first really good football game. And that's what we're looking for here. He doesn't have a touchdown yet. The team hasn't scored a touchdown since the Miami game. Ironically, Terry McLaurin was the last guy to score the touchdown. The team has 11 offensive touchdowns. Scary Terry has five of them. Have I mentioned that we need to get him the football more? Because if I haven't, let me just say it again. We need to get him the football more. You need to run plays for Terry McLaurin. I'm thinking at least one or two deep shots a quarter. Keep the defense honest here. We know that one of the best things about Dwayne Haskins when we were drafting him and when he was coming in was the skill that he has in throwing the football. He's a great thrower of the ball. We have to utilize that. And he really hasn't taken a whole lot of deep shots yet in the small amount of time that he has actually played. And like I said, against the Bills, their defense is a little different. But we need to to push the ball down the field, expand a little bit on the perimeter, and keep the defense honest. That's the best way. If we do want to get the run going, you have to keep them honest so they can't just stack a certain amount of safeties in the box and say, yeah, you're not going to run on us, but you're also not going to pass on us. So we got to keep that honest. Dwayne excels, I think, in the throws outside of the numbers. He seems to do a really good job on those outs, those comebacks, all of those style of routes he does really well at. He does struggle a little bit over the middle, and I'm not expecting perfection from Dwayne Haskins against the Jets, okay? I need to put that out there. You should not be expecting perfection from Dwayne Haskins against the Jets, but what we need to look at here is are you getting better? Because this game here in particular and the next few for the Redskins moving forward, it is going to be defining for the future of this franchise. We are now looking at draft positioning here okay and I'm not saying we need to go out here and lose games to get better draft positions but we are looking at a spot where we can kind of actually see who in college is going to be coming up and how we want to work the NFL draft a little bit once we get there and right now Cincinnati is obviously number one but if the the draft was today we would be number two Now, I like Chase Young, and I I cover college football for a lot of different things that I do outside of this podcast. I've watched Chase Young a lot, and he is worth the damn hype. So if we can see Dwayne Haskins get better on offense and provide enough promise to say, okay, yep, this is definitely the guy that we should have drafted at 15. We like what he's doing. And then we can kind of focus on the draft and say, well, if Chase Young is there, we're we're taking Chase Young, and we're going to be good to go. But in the event that he does not, There are some other quarterbacks that are coming out. So this is a realistic situation that we at least have to keep an eye on. I'm not saying we should ditch Dwayne Haskins now if he has a bad game against the Jets. That's not at all what I'm saying. But we do need to look at this situation with eyes in multiple positions and with realistic intentions as to how this can actually work for the team. If he does not consistently get better with two full weeks of preparation, it is a bit of a problem. Now, with that being said, I think he's going to play really well this week. I I really do. Based on what I've seen from the Jets, they're not very good at all. And I'm not predicting a win necessarily, although I, you know what, actually, forget that. I am predicting a win. I think the Redskins are going to beat the Jets. But I want to see Dwayne Haskins get better. When he went in to Bill Callahan's office after the Vikings game and said, I want to be held accountable, I want to get better, that's a very positive sign. And I don't know if in this franchise we have had quarterbacks that have kind of taken that initiative. 
I mean, we know the history of our quarterback position. Not to say that everyone was terrible and didn't care about their job, but it is a big step forward for a rookie to go into the head coach's office and say, look, I played bad. I want to get better. Help me do that. That's a big step forward. And I love that sort of mentality from this guy. So I'm liking what I'm what I'm seeing from Dwayne Haskins in that regard. I think a lot of us got a little too caught up on some of the reports that I don't know had the best foundation about how Dwayne Haskins wasn't understanding everything, how he couldn't call plays and this, that, and the other. I mean, we know all the reports. We have read most of the reports. I don't know if all of those really, truly had a strong foundation. I definitely like seeing more that Dwayne Haskins is holding himself accountable and asking the coaches to do the same. I put a lot more, I put a lot more weight onto those sorts of stories than the ones early in the season where he wasn't working hard. You know, that's such a contrast from that report to to the accountability report. And I am choosing in my most optimistic side of viewing this, I am choosing to kind of run with the accountability report as more of who Dwayne Haskins actually is as a football player and as a quarterback for this team. So I am looking to see him hopefully go 250 against the Jets. I don't think that's unrealistic at all. Throw for 250 yards, a couple touchdowns maybe. He hasn't thrown a touchdown yet. As I mentioned, the Redskins haven't scored a touchdown in like a month. I would like to see that streak get broken up a little bit here, even if it's not Dwayne Hassan's throwing a touchdown, although I do want to see him throw a touchdown, preferably to Terry McLaurin. But I I think a a 250-yard marker is kind of a good benchmark to see what Dwayne Haskins can do against the Jets because, like I said, their passing defense isn't great. Everybody knows how good Jamal Adams is, but, I mean, can you name another player in the Jets' secondary? I know they had Tremaine Johnson, and they don't really play him that much, or at least they didn't to start the season. And and I watch as much football as I can on every other team, and I still can't name guys in the Jets' secondary. So I'm hoping that Dwayne Haskins kind of picks them apart a little bit I know we still have a whole lot of injuries. Adrian Peterson has some form of toe injury, which is going to, uh, it's limited his practice a little bit so far this week. I think he's going to be good to go because he seems to power through some of those things, but we're not going to have Chris Thompson, uh, or at least I don't think we are, unless something drastic changes. We're not going to have him. Vernon Davis is still in concussion protocol, so he's not having the full strength of this offense, but I mean, based on what we have and with Terry McLaurin and some of the other young receivers that I think have showed a good amount of promise, I think it's realistic to think that Dwayne Haskins can pass that 250-yard mark and maybe go for two touchdowns against the Jets. And I'm going to say that the Redskins win this football game. I, I don't think the Jets are a great team. Now, obviously, a lot of this does depend on the defense because the, the Jets did put up a good amount of points last week. And I don't think Sam Darnold is as bad as people have done their best to make him out to be recently, at least on television. I do think he is a little bit better than that, although I've never been a massive Sam Darnold guy to begin with, so I think our defense can do a good job kind of getting after him a little bit. It's time for the Redskins to make him see a little bit of ghosts. Now, I don't know if they'll be able to do that because they're not run like the Patriots are, but this is a guy in Sam Darnold that the Redskins can get after a little bit on defense, and I hope that they do that. This is a game on the calendar when the season came out, when the schedule came out, that you circled and said, this is probably going to be a win. And I'm sticking with that. Despite all the ups and the downs that we have had this season, I am sticking with the idea that the Redskins can beat the Jets after a bye week. 
This is not a Jay Gruden bye week because we know that Jay Gruden didn't do the best job in the world preparing teams after the bye week. I don't know if Callahan is better. I don't even know if the jury is out on Callahan. I think the jury's in on Callahan. We are ready to move on from him as soon as this season ends. But I would, if they come out looking good, that's a plus. We're still going to move on from him. I'm not, I'm not, I am not going to bat for Bill Callahan to coach this team any longer than he absolutely has to. But I would like to see us come out of a bye week fresh, ready to play, prepared. And I would like to see us beat the Jets. We're also going to see Darius Geis a little bit, which I am excited for. He has not played, obviously, since the first few weeks, had that injury situation. I'm excited to see what he can do. This is not exactly the best week to come back because the Jets' rushing defense is good. But I'm thinking I, I could see Darius Geis getting 10 to 15 carries. I think that would be a good number. If he gets 10 to 15 carries, if Adrian Peterson gets 10 to 15 carries, right there you're looking at 20 to 30 rushes just between those two guys. That's a pretty solid number. I mean, maybe you want to bump that up a little bit to 40. I mean, if the Redskins are running the ball 40 times, that's a good sign. I would hope, at least. It's, it's, it's a good sign or it's a really terrible sign and that the passing offense isn't working. But if the Redskins can get those two guys 10 to 15 carries each, I think that'd be in a good spot. It adds a different dynamic and a little bit of switch up in the rushing attack. And I'd just like to see Darius Geis perform well. He seems to be just a great human being and with a good head on his shoulders, and he has gone through a lot. So no one on this roster deserves to have a good performance more than Darius Geis right now. So I would love to see him get 10 to 15 carries and average you know, four to five yards a carry, finish with close to 50 yards on 10 carries. That's You'll live with that. In fact, you'll take that every single opportunity that you get. So I'm excited to see what he can do, but I do think the Redskins win this game against the Jets. It's weird. This is like the first time I've done a real prediction on this podcast since the season started, and it only took me until week 11 when the team was 1-8. and eight. So, you know, we're, we're doing this right on time as we should be, so hooray for that. I'm going to save my final score prediction. I think the Redskins take care of the Jets 24-20. to 20. It sounds weird that I think the Redskins are going to score 24 points, but I think they take care of the Jets 24-20, to 20, and they get their second win of the season. But it is important to notice or to keep note of, you know, the the draft positioning is going to be huge, and the Jets are a team that are going to also be competing with the Redskins for a top-level draft pick. You don't want to get too, too far away from Chase Young if you do have an opportunity to get him because I'm telling you, that kid is just as good as he has been billed out to be, and if the Redskins can find a way to get him and and still show promise on offense, all of a sudden next year is going to be at least, if nothing else, a little bit more exciting than, than what we thought this year was going to be. All right, let me know your thoughts and your predictions on the game itself at Denton underscore day on Twitter or down below in the comments section on Hogshaven. Like I said, I'm taking the skins over the Jets. I think we get win number two. Let me know your thoughts. Until then, this wraps up this week's edition of the Pigpen Podcast. I'll see you next week.